Welcome to Broke as Shit with Dave Mahogany, a comedy podcast for anyone who considers themselves to be broke as shit and will never fully recover from it. Now here's your host, Dave Mahogany. Hey guys, welcome to Broke as Shit. This is Dave. Uh, thanks for following along. If you've listened to my other episodes, you can check them out on all platforms that podcasts are available. Um, if you're clearly listening to this one, then you know that already, so why am I even saying it? But I'd like if you give some reviews, maybe some thumbs up, or follow along, whatever iTunes and all of the other things do. And that helps me out, that helps you guys out, because then I can parlay this into getting myself out of this broke mess. Um, so i got a few things that I'm going to try to change up coming up. Uh, is these episodes, are they come out on Tuesdays, and they're about an hour long each time. Uh, I had a friend of mine, he suggested that I do like a shorter kind of like hit piece kind of thing uh, throughout the week, and I can only think of one name for that, so I'm going to do it on Thursdays, and those will be called Cash Advances, whereas I'm going to consider these episodes on Tuesdays to be paydays. So you see, it kind of you kind of get how that's coming along, right? So that'll be Tuesdays will be the big hour-long payday episodes, and then Thursdays will be the cash advances. So just be on the lookout for those, and I'll satisfy all of your needs. Um, you know, check it out. Uh, broke a shit on Instagram, so you know when these things are coming up, and then also you can do. Uh, if you have any other questions or broke nuances, you can reach me at brokeashitpodcast at gmail.com. So, since last recording of the podcast, uh, just some things I've been thinking about. It's, uh, you know, I've been really focused on what is my next obsession. And then, if you have this idea, it's almost like when people are, um, you know, some type of addict, they they have they need to think about their next fix. When are they going to have their next beer? When are they going to have their next, you know, they're going to shoot up or they're going to take some pills or something like that. You know, it's, it's the same kind of, I guess, a mentality because it's this deep-seated urge and it's always like there's always something that catches your eye so it's like well what's what's my next obsession going to be and then you start getting into things like i like uh professional cameras and stuff so you start getting into like oh what about this camera lens you start obsessively researching these stupid things or (laughs) you know or say like buying a couch uh recently been kind of in the interest of getting uh one of the love sack couches now if you don't know anything about the love sack couches now they're they're fantastic but they are, I would say, three to four times more expensive than the current couch I have, um, which is not a bad couch. I mean, it was a good couch, but for what those things are, they're modular. Okay, that's great. I mean, there's a lot of cool things that are in there, but then it's one of those things where it really becomes that luxury brand, but you can sit and obsess about these types of things to the point where it's like you've looked for hours on end. Think about the amount of time you could have been doing anything else. You could have walked outside, you could have worked out, you could have learned about something that will provide actual value to your life, but you spent it looking at this fucking couch. Now, I think this couch would be fantastic, but it's that kind of a mentality that leads you down these paths and then keeps you in this endless cycle of always wanting more shit. I mean, like, I don't know how many times I've tried to configure a laptop or looked at a particular camera or a lens or I'm into like DIY shit. So it's like a hobbyist CNC or something like that. And you start getting into this and you're like, my God, like it is a, you have to beat down that urge before you can even start to address the real problems at hand. And that's, that just seems to be the issue with all of it. And every time now, because everything is 
you know, it's cached. Everything is just, there's cookies on all websites or whatever. Even if you dump them all, all of these different apps and all of these different platforms, they just monitor and cross track every fucking thing. Not to say that like intelligence agencies don't do that already. So they know me better than I know myself, but selling products is done so well because it doesn't matter where you go. I mean, have you been on, I, I hardly use Facebook, even though I'm saying you should follow Facebook, uh, you know, BS comedy podcast, check out that page. Uh, I use pod, I use Facebook very seldom. Uh, I actually deleted it from my devices. I only access it if I need to just like a mobile web interface kind of thing, you know, something real simple. So like to drive myself away from just wasting time, and I've noticed there is an influx of just advertisements for every stupid thing. Way more than there ever was. So it's like it's a dying, it's like a dying empire. So what they're doing is just like throwing everything to see what sticks. Meanwhile, other people have gone to different things and you got, you know, the different ads or whatever. But there's just, there were, I mean, some of these ads are just absurd. I mean, how many stupid ads for a guy who doesn't want to exercise or lose weight or change? I mean, how many fucking ads do I have to see about this this stupid t-shirt that makes it look like you're not wearing a t-shirt and it won't show off the fact that you're actually fat? I mean, the comments on these things are hilarious because it's just people constantly trashing the idea of like, well, I used to look fat in my old t-shirt, but now I have a real formatted fit t-shirt. Like, what is that? Is Are there that many people that are really in need of this? Or maybe there are. I mean, I... The rates of obesity in in this country alone, or worldwide, I mean, have gone up. But the idea is like, well, we can just fool people. Because you can still see the fucking person. It's not like, oh, it's some kind of mirage or some trick. This isn't any kind of magic thing. But it's that kind of thing. And then you get, what is it, like Gordon Ramsay now pushes this dumbass hex-clad, uh, you know, nonstick pans, which he's a professional chef. He's not going to use that shit. They're paying him money. He's going to use real good quality shit. Those nonstick pans are fantastic, but they they go very quickly. If you go to any actual restaurant and professional restaurants, they're not using that kind of shit. If anything, they're probably going to be using some kind of carbon steel pan that has natural seasoning. You know, it's just whatever. I, I'm not, this is just a, a big tangent on this, but it's like, you know, what are you going to find that's going to be your next obsession? Because I got really into to cooking um, a few years ago, so I still do that, and you know, you look at the knives that you need, and every little aspect of that becomes another obsession that you, well, I gotta have this. I got really into bread making like four years ago. And bread making, you could spend your whole life chasing that particular thing. You could use the right tools, the right, right scrapers, the right type of yeast, the right type of, I mean, just it just keeps going. And I mean, it's like, if you have that kind of a personality, which many people do, because a lot of people at this point, they're, they're told like, you know, hey, the idea of a, you know, a credit's just as good as money. is like, yeah, it could be spent the same, but what you don't understand is that later you have to pay the shit back. And then a lot of times there's interest, you know, on top of that. So you are funding your debt, basically, for the next few months or years or fucking lifetime. So this obsession, though, I mean, a lot of people have it. They sit there for hours, and they're just constantly looking. I mean, how many people? I've seen so many people. Now, I don't know if this is an indictment about me or more so them. I've seen a lot of people walking around with, like, certain shoes that I've seen in, like, Instagram ads. Or they're walking around in these different types of things. And I'm like, yeah, they totally got this from an Instagram ad. So Now, is it worse that 
they bought the shit from the Instagram ad, or I noticed that they bought that. So I've seen this ad as well. Um, and most of those ads, I mean, I think I maybe bought one or two things. I don't know if I ever used it. I mean, you get really worked up. You're like, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to change my life. I bought a juicer after watching a documentary about this guy who wanted to lose weight juicing. And it was a great documentary. And I saw the second one, too, where he had kind of like a, like a bit of a relapse kind of thing. Um, and I mean, can you say relapse with that? I mean, it's not drugs necessarily, but whatever. He, he gained a little bit, and then he wanted to do it again, and he wanted to redo his life. I mean, it's good. It's um, a fat, sick, and nearly dying. It's pretty good. And it follows this Australian businessman. But... He kept talking about this Breville juicer that to the point where I went out and bought the damn thing. And at the time, I, I wasn't working at a job where they were paying me that much. So, you know, it was 130 bucks or something at a you know department store. So I bought the ju- the juicer. And it is great, but they did one thing he doesn't mention in that entire thing. is like, it's a bitch to clean. All of that stuff just makes it a bitch to clean. You can make some good fresh juice. You can do whatever you want. That's fantastic. But that's the thing, too, is also if you're juicing an apple or you're juicing an orange. I mean, that's just, just highly concentrated <laughs> You know, sugar water going right into you. So it's like, it was better off that you just ate the fucking fruit. But um, if you're doing like green juices or whatever, I guess you can. So I mean, it's good to have for certain things. But it was just like, you get obsessed with this one thing. And that is where, that that's what leads to this these building of bad habits. And then eventually this downfall. And not to relate this to necessarily like cancer, but I was reading something about the studies they did for smoking and the, I mean, of course, everything follows a bell curve, and there's always orders of deviation, you know, prior or after to when somebody would develop it. They they found that between 15 to 20 years of basically smoking heavily uh, a pack a day would lead to certifiable cancers. And some people, you know, you always have that, everybody's like, well, I know my such and such that lived to 98, smoked every day, smoked a carton, and it's like, yeah, but that's that outlier on the back end of the bell curve, whereas there are the other people who smoke for five years and they get develop it. But that's it takes time to build that 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 habit that is just going to eventually be soul crushing, and that's what I was thinking about this whole week. I'm like, what is that next obsession going to be? As I started to look into like, you know, like different types of things, and he's like, oh, you try to justify to yourself, like, okay, I got, I want to buy this type of like, say, a camera lens or something. So there's a a vast swath of different types of gear for everything. So you could be the amateur, the novice, or you could be the professional, but then there's levels of professional camera stuff that you can get into. So you start getting into, I want a prime lens, you know, non-zoom focusing lens. And then there are usually two versions of that lens or sometimes three versions of that lens. And one could be $200 and the other one could be $2,000. When the other one could then end up being $3,000 and you're paying for better equipment inside a better build and really it's the glass that they're making the lens with because like when you buy glasses the reason why those are those lenses are so expensive is because they actually have to fit a a parabolic shape that matches your eye and they do that through camera lenses as well to make sure there is no blurring effects on the outside that are unwanted or they change colors or they refract and you can of course, always buy the most expensive. But if you're not, if you have no need for it, and this is going to be probably my first cash advance episode, it's going to be need versus want, and how that has fucked me for years as well, I'm sure, as it has fucked many people for years. Because there's always a nice to have. There's always a want for things. But 
do you really need this? Now, I'm not trying to tank every business out there, but there was a reason why people had like five or six outfits, you know, back in the 1960s. I assume. But it's like, you know, they didn't have all of this just excess of shit. And all it is is, yes, it's cheaper, but you have more of it, so it is this incessant need and obsession for that next thing. Uh, which <laughs> very easily leads me into my next thing that I really want to talk about, is about our corporate overlords. Now, corporation has become a four-letter word lately, and it always is. Uh, any group of anything is always just becomes that, like, uh, corrupted... This type of thing, there's corporations, they don't fucking care. Well, they are businesses. And oftentimes they talk about it's a you know flaw of capitalism. It's not really that. I think it's a flaw in us as humans in that we do have these urges. We do have these wants and we do have these obsessions. Now, if you're talking about, say, a very binary, we want this business to make more money or do this. I mean, yeah, I could see that causing a lot of problems because then you basically, if every problem you have if all you have is a hammer, then every problem becomes a nail, then you almost build everything to fit that machine. Um, and when it comes down to the, the corporate overlords caring, they've been very sly and very, very, very smart with how they really approach that. I mean, I, I always talked about, like, the thing that really sold it for me for a lot of the Apple stuff was whenever, that every time they show, like, the machining, they show the, the you know the mechanical side of it, everything kind of going together, this like really futuristic kind of thing. And so the same kind of things that they'll do with like, uh, I guess, well, not really advertised Teslas do, but it's like, you know, that kind of stuff. But that is all purposely driven to fuel this kind of want, this desire. One thing that I noticed is that their advertisements are always emotionally based but now they just, they just don't even fucking care anymore. Like some of these things, I saw something where they were showing this like poor ass community. I don't know, somewhere inner city, like they're showing this and it was for fucking Pop-Tarts. They're talking about we're nourishing our communities. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like diabetes is rampant in those communities. Healthcare is non-existent in some of those communities or some, all of those fucking communities. I mean, as a whole, healthcare is just really shit on, but but specifically in these like lower income communities, and it's talking about nourishing them with pop tarts. Give them a head of broccoli, you fucking idiot! Like, don't give them what a pop tart. I mean, seriously, there's not any real food in that damn thing. I mean, they're delicious, but I mean, if you get heartburn within like five minutes of even sniffing the bag, I mean, it's like yeah, but there's no real like fruit or shit in there. And I'm talking about like straight up the middle. You know the the frosted strawberry pop tart that like that in my mind is the best. You know that's that's good. The blueberry, yeah, that, you know, it's respectable. Any of this other stuff that they try to, I mean, I had <laughs> my my parents. My mom used to get me uh, the unfrosted pop tart. Now you want to talk about just really just setting your expectations for the day in the in the gutter. Jesus Christ! I mean, like the driest, worst possible thing you could possibly eat. I mean, those were shit. That was. <laughs> stale cardboard style of crust with just like a dollop of the strawberry jam or something in it. It's not even jam, it's jelly. So, but what, do we, what is this bullshit, though? I mean, like, is anybody really buying this? I mean, other than the fact that you like the fucking Pop-Tart, what, what do you know? You know this isn't real. I mean, 
if you stood back from any of these advertisements, which advertisements are going up, I mean, since I was reading an article about something when they were talking, this was back in 2014, they were talking about since 2019 to 2013, the ad time that you see in a normal 30-minute window of television went from roughly 13 and a half minutes, and now it's gone up to almost 15. So they're trying to push more and more for shit, and that really gets into what I was saying about like seeing these Facebook ads, seeing all that kind of stuff, because ads are just fucking constantly coming at you. Which, by the way, if anybody wants to throw ads on this podcast, I would gladly do it. But I'll make it more entertaining. But also, I, I also wouldn't just pick something for the sake of just like, you got to grab the cash and I'll endorse anything. So what I'm trying to say is actually, I'm full of shit. Please endorse me and I, I will definitely push this out. But don't tell me that you're nourishing a community with a fucking Pop-Tart. Right? Like, when... The protests started back in 2020. The first fucking commercial that I saw come out was Bank of America saying we support communities, low-income communities, and black and brown people. It's like, no, you fucking don't. For years, you wouldn't lend to these people. Don't try to buy into this shit and tell me that you're doing this. You're keeping us, the collective, broke as much as possible. You don't want to do that. It's cheap to make an ad as opposed to make any real change or to even do anything. Why not just have an advertisement that says, hey, this stuff tastes good? Buy this shit. That's all you really got to say. Be straight up with me. Don't fucking tell me that you're doing the Lord's work by selling me a, a toaster pastry. Does anybody call that that? I mean, like, I, to me, they're, they're always Pop-Tart, but I mean, even that, I mean, but you want to talk about something good now. If they said nourishing the community with like a toaster strudel, you know, maybe I'd be more inclined, but. Seriously, a Pop-Tart is an afterthought. If you're over the age of seven buying a Pop-Tart, you're a sad man. Or woman. But at that point, like Louis C.K. said, you're a man. Okay? Um, it's it's just insane to me. So it's like, like I'm, you know, I know you guys care about me because you want me to be always suckling on that teat. Or else you guys go out of business, which I guess then we would go out a bit, I don't know, it doesn't really matter, but it's like you're selling me this bullshit. Uh, you know, I always saw that kind of stuff, and it, like, you know, it's like, <laughs> there's a, I, I live outside of D.C., so I, there's a shitload of defense companies, and it's funny that they're even called that. That's a, that's a fucking misnomer, but that's going to be another, that's going to be like a five-hour episode of me talking about this kind of shit, this type of spending, but You'd see, like, they'd put, like, the drape the side of the Raytheon building in, like, a, a pride flag. And you're like, yeah, as you decimate an entire country with the missiles and bombs or whatever drone warfare you're doing. It's like, yeah, at least we care about it. Like, no, you don't fucking care. Stop telling me this. Just be what you are and be honest. We just want some integrity in this. But I guess you can't really have that when you're trying to sell to the masses because some people eat this shit up. Some people really think that they are there and they care. A lot of these people don't necessarily, but you got to think, what is the what is the prime objective for a lot of these companies? It's to make fucking money. Maybe they started with, they have a mission statement, maybe they did start that way, but as soon as you start getting shareholders and other people who really want to see returns on their investment, it's very difficult, and I'm, I'm sure it's a very complicated and fine line to walk where you actually care what you're doing versus making the final profit at the end of the day. And... As a person who makes no real money at any of the ventures he does, I would like to be in that category to where I have to walk that fine line. But ultimately, I mean, it's it's insane to me. So, you know, you, there's always that meme that goes around. They show a drone with a missile and a flag. And a, 
yeah, we support this. We, yeah, all this kind of social change. Meanwhile, <laughs> he shot up a wedding, you know, of a bunch of innocent people. So, but when I see this kind of stuff, it's like nourishing communities with pop tarts kind of thing. And that, this was this was blatant. It fucking said that. That was the tagline at the end of the commercial, and it shows like you know a bunch of people like, oh my god, you know, well. You know, uh, well, we can't make rent, but at least we got these Pop-Tarts. And to me, that is like, you always know you got that comfort behind you. And it's like, and those things are not even cheap, too. It's like, they used to be like a buck. Now these things, I mean, some of these things that they advertise to you are fucking expensive. How much is breakfast cereal? I mean, they used to, they they give you that horse shit. It's like, this is part of a balanced breakfast. I'm like, it's just, it's not, though. You don't have to eat cereal. Show me the eggs. Show me the whatever. You're already eating toast. Why have a pot? Why have a a bowl of cereal to go with it? Or are you telling me like, oh, you know, Tony the Tiger makes you strong? Or it's like, what is this shit? I'm like, I understand you're selling the shit to kids a lot of times, but as the adult, you you should kind of, but you you fall into this loop ever since you've been kind of pre-programmed as a child to believe like, yeah, you know what? They got my best interests in mind. Like Special K, the fuck is that? That shit is raisin bran, man. That's not even raisin bran. That, that that's corn flakes. They like burn them a little bit, and then they put in some dried ass fruit. But you call it special, and you think it's somehow better. It's like, just you know, whatever. It turns in. It's gonna be you know. It's like, it's, it's basically the ending of 1984, where the main character is disillusioned, and uh, you can't tell if it's. He gets shot in the back of the head, or he eventually just gives in to Big Brother. It's this euphoric effect. If you just lean into the the turn, you know, if you just give in, you're sliding on ice, man. So if you just turn into it, it will be okay. And if we nourish all of our poor communities around the world, instead of dropping bombs, we should drop toaster pastries. And we have to ensure that we use a reusable bag because... Someone still needs to sell something. Uh, and now I think most places have like some type of a bag tax. But where is that money really going to? Uh, you know, charge five cents a bag. But they're still making the fucking bags. That, that's not your issue. And if you really want to talk about the studies that have been done as far as if you're saying, how do we improve the environment and how do we do all of this? It's not to give money to the corporate entity. It's to give money to the communities. Usually the poorer communities produce an overwhelming amount of waste because, well, I'm sorry if you're struggling to make ends meet and you're getting your Pop-Tarts, you don't fucking care where you threw this paper plate away. You don't care what any of this shit does. That isn't your highest concern. Your concern is to keep a roof over your head. Well, you know what? If the environment gets warmer, then you don't need heat. So the idea is, you know, you start seeing a bunch of people like, I, I can't imagine, I don't know how many of these fucking reusable bags I've bought but if you keep buying more, then that defeats the purpose of you even having these things. Taking more Tupperware containers, to, like you, you're just buying extra. You just you shifted your focus from what was really important to something that takes your mind off of it, and it's like it is the comfort pillow of, it is the pop tart of all other changes that you can make in a world, and. In a world, in the world, I guess. I mean, it's whatever world you want it to be at this point. But really, all of that comes together to talk about what I really think was most important. 
And we're going to talk about the Super Bowl commercials, but really the only good one was the Sopranos Super Bowl commercial. I mean, you see an older Meadow, you see an older AJ. They drive up, they go through the exact intro from the show. You know, that was the best thing, because everything about this is fucking nostalgia at this point, because at some point we went off on the skewed timeline where now you're run by you're run by some simulation of a corporation or some whatever entity. Somebody is just guiding your hand and guiding your life. And I don't know where this fell off. It must have been, you know, November 5th, 1980 or 1955 or whatever was it. Yeah. It's it's like the back to the future kind of thing like that somehow is the cute point where we skewed off this timeline and now we're in Biff land. But really that was the best commercial, right? I mean, Everybody liked The Sopranos. Most people do. I mean, that's just kind of, you know, it was cool to see that. The funny thing is that in the actual show, they, I guess they couldn't figure out what to do with Meadow. So they just had her parallel parking for a, a better half of like five minutes while Tony's ordering like onion rings. And then eventually he puts on Journey, just like scoping it out, seeing if somebody's going to whack him or something. Uh, even when I think David Chase said he doesn't get killed, it was just like the end of the story. But. Yeah, she's 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 trying to parallel park her Lexus, but can't do it. It's like what the, well, they couldn't think of anything else for her because like if she shows up too early, then they have to have dialogue or something. I don't know. It was just so dumb. But I don't even remember what fucking car was. I think it was a Chevy Silverado or something. I was like, I don't even give a shit about the car, and she's not going to be driving that, especially around New Jersey and New York. I mean, she lived out in more of the rural areas, maybe, but even her, that type of person, absolutely not. But. Yeah, it's like the electric vehicle or something. It was like, yeah, I don't even remember that. It's like, oh, this is cool. This is the same place where they went. They're going to meet up. They're going to hug. They're going to go sit down there and listen to Journey or something. But it's like, <laughs> like that. If you want to do that, I guess that's what advertisement is. It's like, if you want to sell something like that, I don't really remember the product, nor will I buy it. So maybe that was a bad ad. This was just really something cool that I wanted to see. But I mean, yeah, realistically, what it should have been is like, AJ and Meadow, they meet up at like a job site and build a house in Tijuana or something. You know, unskilled people building houses for people who really have nothing. So let's give them the shoddiest crap. I'm like, I'm, I understand it's it's a good deal, but like realistically, if you want to help, help the people who know what the fuck they're doing, get them some coffee, get them food, you know, do that kind of stuff. Be a gopher basically for the day. Uh, but it's just like, you know, I understand it. Our corporate overlords, they care. And I, for one, welcome this. And I, for one, will be the first to fall in line. If they tell me to jump, I will ask how high. And if you would like to sponsor this podcast, anybody who may be listening in that world, if I haven't shut you off at this point, please give me money. Help me not be broke. Help me become one of you, because that's ultimately what you want. And now my favorite topic... Let's talk about insurance. Uh, I'll try not to sound too Chris Rock on this one because he has really one of the best bits of as far as insurance is just in case shit. Uh, but is that not like a like a legal version of like organized crime? You know, like a extortion, basically. I mean, I I've, I made this argument. So you know, I have a family member who worked in insurance or whatever, and every so often she tried to tell me that. You know, their self-righteous attitude. They, you know, they started back in the 1800s. They were this. I'm like, yeah, I guess. But at this point, they're publicly traded. They're this. They're like, I mean, how much money are you paying into this? In the, it's like, it's not so much that you have to pay into it that is the issue. It's 
they will try to not pay out unless it is so fucking clear that they absolutely have to. How is that not some form of extortion? You have to have it for most of the things. You're penalized by law for other things, depending on which, well, depending on the country, I guess. But it's like, you can't drive your car without, you can't get it registered. So they can't, they don't say you don't, you can't drive your car, but you can't register your vehicle in a state in the U.S. unless you have insurance on it. So you're, you fundamentally have to have this thing. They might as well just wrap that up in the price of, I would assume, financing or whatever the hell, you know, in the cost of the car, really. But, and it's like, oh, but it's, and it's always, it's always pitched to you as it's protecting you or protecting others. It's always this other shit where it's like, dude, just be fucking real with me. The same thing with like the nourishing the community with a Pop-Tart. What is this, this horse shit around here? That's like, you are getting people to be mindless drones to get into this fucking broke behavior. I mean, that's exactly what it is. And maybe at this point, this podcast was going to start to deviate from the original idea of not having any money to broke in many ways because it's it's not just money it's mentality it's you're broke spiritually you're broke culturally a lot of times i mean these people just beat you down to follow some particular model because it's all thought about in a boardroom but the idea of insurance isn't necessarily bad until it becomes too powerful which it has been and it co-ops everything else and realistically all, all we really want is them to stop making the fucking commercials I really wanted, I tried looking this up. I cannot find this fucking information. So if you know this, please, 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 please DM me on Instagram, comment on Facebook, or leave, uh, you know, email me at brokeashitpodcast at gmail.com. How many ads of all of the ads on commercials, like uh, television, any kind of media, right? What percentage is focused on insurance? It's not just car insurance. It's not just health insurance. It's like every fucking type of insurance you could imagine. Depending on what time of the day you're watching The Price is Right, I assume that a lot of people are going to be elderly, so there's a lot of life insurance. I mean, it's always just a selling of a thing that you buy into. How much insurance is there? Seriously. How much money are you spending on this crap? Now, life insurance is relatively cheap, and a lot of times they argue, well, that's not, you know, this is something you should consider to take care of your people. I guess... But, I mean, how many fucking ads do we need to see? Um, You try to find, they try to make it funny. They do the things with the Geico commercial. They try to be, commercials used to be very flat. They never used to be very funny. And then something in like the late 90s like switched. And then every commercial now has to have some kind of like comedic undertone or just like writer's room kind of shit in there. And you're trying to sell me fucking car insurance or, you know, I guess whatever forever, like, you know, some insurance company that people think is bullshit. They get someone like Shaquille O'Neal. They get Shaq in there. You know, I've already mentioned Shaq about driving his Buick and how they try to sell a shitty car by putting a guy who's eight feet tall in it. You know, because how many of us are also eight feet tall? Like, you know what? I, I really needed a Buick and I need to sit in the back seat of the Buick in order to drive it. But... Like they sell, was it the general and like all this other shit? And I was like, no, we're real insurance. Like they, got, they that's that's their advertising. They have to convince me that they're not fake. No, 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 we're real. You know, this isn't a front. But I mean, how many fucking ads can we take with this kind of stuff? I mean, they had to come up with like fifteen different characters for progressive and fuck progressive. First of all, I have progressive. I've I've had a lot of them at this point. 
they're not that great. And, you know, they, they, they pitch it on to you like, oh, just get what you, uh, just pay for what you want. And I'm like, well, they all do that. What they don't tell you is like, no, you just slide this thing. Name your price. Well, I want to pay $5. What does that get me? Well, we'll send you something in the mail to buy more insurance. That's what it'll get you. Well, clearly, there is a specific amount that you have to pay to get any of the stuff. So, you know, again, level with me. Don't do this stuff. He's like, if I don't know. It's just like this <laughs> lack of insincerity. And it's like it's it's all it's all kind of horseshit too. So anytime you've ever had to make a claim with these people, a lot of times they don't want to fucking do it. I mean, I understand you got to get both sides of the argument to find out who fucking hit what or who got drunk and drove through a house, but it, they will do whatever they can to not pay to have someone else's company pay to have some other exception because oh you know there was this thing you you didn't throw the salt over your left shoulder it actually went over the right so and that was that day and you know it was flag day so we can't pay this one thing because i know you need a heart but i mean really how important is a heart transplant i mean y- you could probably live at this point i mean come on have you checked your facebook profile there are form fitting t-shirts and I mean, that's all this shit is. That's all it is. You got to see this stuff, that shit with flow and like, you know, more power to her. If I I got that kind of a gig, I mean, I don't know how I would do if I I was ever given that opportunity to be in one of those commercials, to be the the mouthpiece of that (laughs) soulless Hydra. But if I were ever a part of that kind of thing, I mean, I guess, yeah, it would be great, you know, cashing those checks or whatever, sleeping on gold sheets. But a part of me would just be dying internally, you know, just knowing it's like, hey, you work in the, you doing the insurance thing, huh? I don't know. I mean, whatever. There's, there's got to be somebody for all of that stuff, but it's just like, it's just obnoxious, you know. You ever think that's a weird thing? Like, well, I guess not because this, this probably wouldn't work. But it's like, you know, there's like people who are, they cause, they're like agents of chaos, like they work for like the CIA or something, and as they're like disseminating propaganda around the world or around the population. You ever think that they just like, you know, I kind of feel bad for what I did, but someone had to do it. You know, it's just like, I I want to say that there's got to be that kind of come to Jesus moment for flow, for that, whatever, whoever voices that fucking gecko. I swear to God. I'm like, yeah, I get it. You thought it was gecko. Now, if you were that stupid to know, to think gecko was spelled that way, then yeah, I guess this, this advertisement still works on you. And they even tried to make a, what is it? The stupid caveman thing. That was a big thing for a while. They even made a sitcom off of that. They tried to. However, I mean, I was like, as much as I'm saying that's kind of stupid, I mean, they made a two Wayne's World movies off of like a five minute sketch where I think the first run of Wayne's World was like 40 minutes long. And they're like, shit, we got to add more stuff to this. But I mean, seriously, how many ads are there? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know where to find this information because whatever you, you type in, you know, you use Google, DuckDuckGo, whatever the hell you want to do find some other way you search for this it's always about the need to buy insurance it's never well how much is it actually there and then and then it gets into the thing where you're like well senior citizens they need insurance like i don't fucking care so but my issue with insurance then becomes it's this idea of a deductible the idea that like you're you're already monthly paying into something or you pay every six months or they used to give you a discount for paying all up front uh, that has since gone by the wayside. I mean, like a lot of these deals are like, well, you could either do it a hundred a month or you can give us $600, whatever you like, you know? Hey, look at that. 
you could either pay us the exact amount straight up or you can space it out over six months. So what's the benefit? Well, you don't have to worry about it. You just pay it all at once. It's like, worry about what? It's all on fucking auto pay at this point. Like it's whatever. Like there used to be deals with things. There used to be incentives. There are no more incentives because you got to fucking do it. But I had an issue when it comes to like deductibles, right? It was funny. It's like the first time. So I referenced that car wreck that eventually got me a house, you know, hey, <laughs> cha-ching. Uh, and that morning I was taking a shower and I was thinking to myself, I was in, with State Farm at the time. I was like, you know what? I should lower my deductible in the event that something happens. And then later that day, you know, <laughs> ironically crashed the fucking car. So I had a thousand dollar deductible. Now, say you drove that car and you're paying a hundred dollars or whatever every month for the length of time that you have that car, say five years. I mean, how much money have you paid into this thing versus the cost of the actual car? I mean, sometimes you, you could make the argument that that's not really the true value of the car, but, but it also depreciates. Like it gets really complicated. And these, these insurance companies, I mean, these people, they all assess risk. And then there's other people who, I mean, how dumb do you got to be to put something to monitor your driving habits in the car? I mean, you're going to fucking bug your car. If you do that, man, you just you might as well bend over, okay? Every time you walk out on the street, just give people your money, your wallet, give them your phone. You're stupid, okay? I don't give a shit if they give you $10 off a month. That shit better be free. There better be no price up front. You only pay a deductible if they're going to be violating your privacy and monitoring every little thing you do. Like, oh, you went over 12,000 miles. Oh, you went over the speed limit in this area. I mean, how stupid do you got to be? I mean, I guess... Is it really that far-fetched? Because every person has an Alexa or some other thing. They fucking bug their house. Although you already have a cell phone and you have a bunch of other devices. I'm talking to a microphone connected to a computer that's already connected to the internet. So this is already being taken, but you got to bug your car. That was like your last bastion of some kind of freedom. Although I do think about this too. If you plug your phone in through like a CarPlay or whatever and you have a USB so it is sending data, is there a way you could actually access the computer system of the car and fuck with it? There's got they got to have that, right? That's got to be it. Like I thought about that as far as um like a Tesla or like electric vehicles a lot of times they just have software updates. And now all cars are uh, computer controlled fuel ignition or fuel injection. It's like there's got to be a way to like fuck with your car, right? So I mean if you say anything, they could probably shut that thing down. I mean, even if you're not using OnStar or whatever, that stuff is still fucking... There's probably ways they can track it, if need be. What I'm trying to say is you're fucked. So don't worry about this. Shut this podcast off. Just, you know, swallow the pill and just go with it. You know, just just say at the end you love Big Brother and they're going to take you out. But so to pay this, like this deductible thing is always fucking stupid to me because it's like, well, I'm already paying you this much for many years, most likely. But it's like I'm already paying you this much. And I still have to pay this much to a point before you cover it. I had somebody, you know, I had an electric scooter, not bragging. I mean, I used to use it for commuting or whatever. My friend called me a bitch, but, you know, that's okay. I liked it. I had my little thousand helmet, you know. Again. Um, I was looking suave, you could say. You know, traveling like 25 miles an hour on these things, they're pretty fun. It was I didn't like renting the ones that you see all over the place because people throw them like in the... <laughs> They throw them in the bushes. They just get them run over by cars. And so, you know, those things, I'm sure, you know, I've seen, I've heard people saying, like, you know, the bolts or something failed on those, and then, like, they fell into traffic, and then nobody carries a helmet kind of thing. And it's like, you're going 25 miles an hour. I'm like, I, 
know, yeah, I can't imagine it's going to go too well for you because you have no enclosure around you and you fall at 25 and just hit your head against, you know, thump it against the ground. But I had that in my car for such a long time. Well, somebody thought it'd be a great idea. Let's take a sledgehammer uh, and smash the window. Um, and probably, you know what? I'll put that. I'll put that photo up. I'll put that. That'll be there. You go. That'll be some cool stuff to be on Instagram too. So you can check that out. But um, so they broke the fucking back window, and then they broke that little that little piece window that's kind of like in between. You know that thing. That thing is the real pricey piece because I guess other windows are somewhat standardish. But then they left the you know the sledgehammer there kind of thing. It's like, oh my god, the perfect crime. They got away. They took all the shit out there. It's funny. I had a like a weighted backpack in there, and I guess they thought stuff was in there, but because it was like forty pounds, they lifted it and just left it. They're like, well, "Fuck this!" But they took that. They took a pair of Ray Bans that was not, you know, exposed or whatever. They took that, and then they took an iPhone cable, which leads me to believe they were probably a kid or something. You know. Either way, they did all of that. So then I had to get the the window fixed or whatever. And. If you can think of any window replacing place service, most of the times you're going to think of something like a, a safe light or whatever, right? So I did that, and I'm not sure what the hell just happened. Okay, so I did that. Um, so you do that. I go. I I go on to Safe Lights website, um, and this is an indictment of them. But as I'm looking at their website. It has the option where you enter in the VIN number, the make, model, what windows need to be replaced, that kind of thing. You start entering this information in prior to doing anything insurance-wise just to see how much this thing is going to be. It comes up at like $1,000. So this thing's 1000 bucks to replace these little things. I'm like, fuck, man. That's a, mm, I don't want to do that because I already have. So for this, for this current company, I have $500 deductible. I'm like, all right, let's just do that. You know, pay 500 well, they have an option where you can start entering your information via your insurance provider. So I start doing that, and it says, hey, congratulations. You don't even have to use your deductible. Nothing fucking changed. The VIN number was the same. The car, make, model, everything about this thing, identical. Nothing changed. It says, congratulations, you don't even have to use your deductible. You won't even have to use your insurance. The price to fix your window is only $490. Well, how did we go from $1,000 to $500? But I'm not using my deductible. Nothing fucking changed empirically. So now, regardless of what you had to do, you had to spend $500. So to me, that's like, okay, how much more of a scam could this thing fucking be? You you clearly did this on your website. I mean, it's 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 absolutely insane. Oh, my external recorder shut off. I ran out of batteries. That would be why it made that click. Sorry. But it's just like, okay, so I would have been having to if I paid the if I had the thousand and I, I submitted it as a claim, they would have covered everything after $500. But if I enter all of that information up front, it says, hey, you don't have to use your insurance. You just have to pay $500. The fuck do I care? And the idea that 
Also, they raise your rates after you pay. After you submitted a claim, it's like, I, I didn't take that much money from you. I already had to pay a certain amount anyway. And as well, on top of what I'm already paying as far as a premium. So regardless, it was like, you just, just, just tell me. You do this, hey man, 500 bucks. It's like, it could have been for anything. You stubbed your toe, $500. You crashed into a wall, $500. Like, just, just tell me, it's just 500 bucks. Don't try to like, make me feel better. So, aside from that, I had taken care of, pay the 500, they do their thing. I mean, they did a pretty good job, I guess, you know, it's whatever, but it's just, it's so, it is the dumbest, the dumbest thing. All of this, all of this stuff with insurance. I mean, I get it. You need it. It helps you, whatever. I mean, don't, you don't always have to tell me this kind of stuff. It's like, yes, I understand there are certain things that are important and you need it, but just just be real with people. I mean, stop going down this like same like Manchurian candidate, like you should just spout the same stupid talking point to tell me that, well, you know, insurance is there to protect you and to protect others. I'm like, go fuck yourself. Just say $500. That's it. That was the end of the conversation. That's all you had to say. Somebody calls you to try to switch insurance companies. Hey, 500 bucks. Now you could lower your deductible to 250, but that means then you are paying more in a premium. So you're not really spending less or saving less because even if you use that claim and actually had to pay the 250 deductible they're going to see that you had more claims which means that if you try to swap insurance companies they're going to charge you out the ass for other things or they're not going to approve you i had a person try to convince me to switch to geico or excuse me gecko they called trying to get my business they kept going back and forth and when i said well this is this how much i'm paying this is that and they're like well we can offer you for the price of this. It was $2 more than what I was currently paying. I said, well, if it's going to be this more expensive, why why would I join you as far as not staying with who I have? Like, well, we're, we're always on call. We're this, we're that. I'm like, well, so are they, and so are all other companies because they all do the same thing. And he said, well, you know what? Then have fun paying more. And basically, just in so many words, told me to fuck off. I was like, great, thanks, man. Like, yeah, you convinced me, you know, you're a dick, so I will gladly join Gecko. That's the part of the commercial they don't fucking show. I wish they would show that kind of stuff, like show how they like, <laughs> how how great would that be if like your commercial that you put on TV shows like the real side of things? You show somebody <laughs> like drinking a Dr. Pepper, but like also sticking themselves with insulin or, you know what I'm saying? Like they go into like Bank of America ATM and it just says declined. <laughs> <laughs> that shit would be awesome. We're like, hey, hey, can we buy a house? I'm like, well, no, because of these red lines, you can't buy a house here. Fuck off, man. Hit the bricks. And it's like, okay, thanks, buddy. Like, I, I wish there was just truth in advertisement. You know, there's a there's a great movie, the the invention of lying, and it's it's very heavily um you know religion focused kind of thing with Ricky Gervais and Louis C K is in it too. He's his friend Dave, but um. I think it's Dave. I don't know. Maybe I'm confusing him from another, but whatever. So he's in this and they have like Pepsi drives down the street. You can hear, I live close to a fire department, so I'm sure you hear that in the background, but there it is. Your boys in red. Um, so the, they have a Pepsi truck drive by and it says Pepsi for when we don't have Coke. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly it. Just be fucking honest, man. Some of the stuff I understand is like, does anybody really want that? I mean, how many times you turned it down? You're like, I really, I really kind of wanted this. I don't 
okay. But when it comes to insurance, like, I don't need you to tell me that you, like, you really care about me. You don't, you don't, though. None of you people do. You never have. You care as long as the money is coming in to pay this premium. And a lot of times I like also because other people are crashing their car. They'll raise your rates in an area because there's a lot of uh, instances in this area. Like, yeah, but I didn't do it. Yeah, I know, but it's more of like we're a community. Oh, we're a community purse is what you're saying. We're, we are the people you can all just kind of extract this from. I mean, it's just, it's insane. Now, for a person who could really use insurance, I did see, however, the other day, this is the this is the weirdest shit too. Like, if you have a donut on your car, I get it. You get a spare, you know, you know, it's not a real spare tire, but you have that little donut, right? That usually comes with most cars. Unless you get a Chevy Spark. Fuck that car. I had that as a rental car once. There is no room. It gets doesn't really get great gas mileage, but I think that was the idea. Chevy made this little spark. It's a little tiny car, is like a mildly bigger than a smart car kind of thing. But I got a flat tire on the interstate. And the only thing worse than hearing the band Florida Georgia Line is to be stuck on the Florida Georgia Line in a Chevy in the rain. So, I mean, that right there is a country, pop country song right there. So this thing, I went to go fix it, you know, fix the flat or whatever. They had a fix a flat kit. Well, if your tire is destroyed, those things don't really work. Now, it works well if you have like a little nail or something. So I plugged this motherfucker in. Um, before, I, you know, I actually called... The, the rental car company, and they said, well, you might have to use your insurance. I'm like, I'm not using my insurance. This is your car. I'll leave this piece of shit on the side of the road, and I'll go, I'll hitch a ride somewhere else. So this is your problem, not mine. But I said, okay, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll just go fix the tire. So I go to do that, and I see, what the hell is this? Like, it's a fix-a-flat kit, and it gets you about 50 miles. So I plug this thing in, and as soon as I pu- it pumps in, you see the liquid that's supposed to be fixing the flat just go- <laughs> just comes out of the tire. It just goes right into the gutter. It's like, oh, shit. Okay. So they had to, they had to come pick it up by no charge to, to me, fortunately, after I, I yelled at Hertz rental car. Uh, you know, let's go. Come on. Um, it's like, it's funny how I, I hope uh, Tom Brady doesn't go the way of OJ, you know, because last time they had a football player there, you know. Ugh. But um, I guess now, well, Tom Brady's retired, so, I mean, what's left, you know, murder his wife and another person, I guess. But it's like, okay, so speaking of which, like, so do you think Tom, like Tom Brady's in the subway commercials and they're very on the nose with like, I don't even eat bread, but why am I ever like, it's a commercial, you know, Steph Curry's like, do you think any of those people actually eat subway? Do you think any trainer of theirs is like, you know what's really good for you? Subway. It worked really well for this guy who was like 500 pounds, you know, he was touching kids, and he's kind of in prison for life. But if you eat Subway, you will be the number one. Number one what? Well, non-athlete. So, yeah, like Serena Williams is not eating Subway. She's like 36, winning Grand Slams. She's never had a Subway sandwich past the age of like 10. Um, Same thing with Tom Brady. So, yeah, you know, it's like they gave him this little car they had to change it out because there was no fucking spare tire. But I saw a guy the other day and he had a newer Prius, like a white, you know, nicer Prius. It looked newer model. He was going so slow down the street that there was a line of cars formed behind him. It looked like a, some type of a motorcade or going to like a, a funeral, like a procession. He had four donuts on his fucking car. 
I mean, I can understand getting banged up and having one. And maybe you needed to get the things changed. I actually had to have that happen. That happened to me back near in, around Thanksgiving of last year. You know, they said the tire was there. Then it was at another warehouse. And they had to ship it. And it, you know, took over a week. And then I got lucky. And they gave it to me for free. But this one had four donuts. And a car, as you know, usually only has one. Unless you're a Chevy Spark and you're shit. No offense to anyone who has a Chevy Spark. They were also not that cheap. You should have bought a Nissan Versa. Learn how to drive stick. It's much better. You have more control. So they had to have purchased three other donuts that match the wheel pattern to put it on the Prius. But because these are tires that are supposed to be temporary, you don't have the best handling. So now you have a very skinny tire on a 3,000-pound car because there is the recharging feature and a battery. So you have extra weight in these things. He could not go more than 20 miles an hour from what it looked like. And you could hear him coming because, again, skinny wall tire, not made the same, no steel banding, all that kind of stuff. This is just a temporary little tire. I mean, I understand being, you know, like I said, banged up and you, you really, you got no money for anything. I mean, I've, I don't know how many times I've had just whatever I had laying around. I had rice. I had sushi grade rice, basically. Sushi rice and ketchup with butter. That was the brokest shit I've ever eaten because I had to make it work for like five days. Lost like 10 pounds, but it was great. And maybe I should do that. That'd be a great cleanse. That's better than the uh, juicing, you know, but to have four donuts on your car, I mean, that's just a, that's rough, man. So what I'm trying to say is that man really needed a Pop-Tart, you know? And thank God they're nourishing the communities out there with Pop-Tarts and other baked goods. And you can still buy Fago for about a dollar at Dollar General. We're doing great. I hope you understand that. As long as you use a reusable bag, I think we're doing okay. So like I said, Tuesday episodes will be the longer ones. Uh, those will be considered payday episodes and Thursdays will be considered a cash advance, like a 15 minute episode, you know, real, you know, going to hammer something real hard and then just not talk for another, you know, ramble for another 30, 40 minutes. But that's how it's going to go. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow along, man, you know, uh, subscribe to the stuff, follow on Spotify, I assume Google, they all do it. Uh, leave a review, give uh, five stars on iTunes. That'll really help me out. Help me get out of this broke thing, and then I can share the wealth, you know, help you all wet your beaks. But um, also leave any comments if you have any other kind of broke situations, broke stories, and then you think some things are just kind of broke, broken, I guess, in the society of <laughs> humanity uh, at brokeashitpodcast at gmail.com, BS Comedy Podcast on Facebook. And I'll be back with you guys soon.